Uh, so today's fun fact is that this movie came out 15 years ago to the day. Oh, did it? Yeah, December 12th, 2008. Wow. I know, because today is December 12th. I swear on, uh, on Prime it said it came out in like 20... 21. 21, and I was so, I was so confused because <laughs> then they were like pulling out the technology, and I was like, no, what? Yeah. It's like a time period piece of <laughs> time period. <laughs> we're trying to do this in the... I don't know. Mid 2000s. Late mid 2000s. Yeah. Anyway, we, go, well, we have razors and blackberries and uh, whatever phones they were. I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so, welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new, new DVD from our mother's giant collection. I am your co host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And what DVD did we randomly pick last week to watch this week? We picked Nothing Like the Holidays. And you did text me asking, why do we own this? Why do we own this? Why do we own this? Even mom was like, what's the movie this week? And I was like, good question. I... She's like, oh, I don't think I've seen it. Clearly mm-hmm. not. It's not a rap DVD, but it has a little bit from the... Oh, the sticker at the, the top. sticker. Yeah. So it was wrapped at one point, but it possibly got unwrapped. Uh, 2008 i hope mom did not pay more than five dollars for this movie yeah and yeah yes and uh, i think she bought it because of deborah messing not gonna lie will and grace deborah that that was the woman that i was trying to picture and and it's a holiday it was christmas yeah yeah and nothing else really like springs to mind as to like why else we would do this i have to say okay so the this cover right mm-hmm. they are not together taking this photo they are all photoshopped together and the reason why you can tell is face sizes yes that's that's what i'm looking at right now yes so this is just a telltale sign as to how budgetary this film is like that they didn't have enough time put into their schedule of we need to do a cover photo for the dvd or even just who knows what else is required what there's actually a different photo on um the The dvd or no the the online yeah but uh What's it called when, oh, the posters, the DV, uh, the film posters. Yeah. It was a different one. It did look as though they were all together and they were putting up a Christmas tree, which they don't even do in this film, right? The, the Christmas is pretty much already set up for them, the decorations. It's just the Welcome Home Jesse post uh, sign that they put up. I can't remember. I know. <laughs> there was so much that happens in this film, but at the same time, it's again one of those films where too much happens that you've overloaded the viewer that you check out so quick you're like i can't keep track of all of this so many storylines going on and it really felt like a soap opera yes and like i know they talked about like telenova i think that's what they're called novella yeah telenovela um they, they like briefly mentioned that and I felt as though that's something similar as to like what I was watching, but in movie form, but I'm not familiar, familiar with, with that, that you know? to really be yeah. like, oh, that's exactly what's happening. But I just like from watching Ugly Betty, whenever they showed like clips as to like whatever TV show they were watching, the person's always dying and then they like, this is what I liked about Ugly Betty is they always were talking about what was happening in their like Spanish day sitcom, I guess they're not sitcom, but uh, day television, they were like, but she died last week and she's back with this man. And I was like, this is exactly what this film is like. Okay, so I don't even have, I can't find a budget for this film. It doesn't exist online. I, I have no idea. I can't even like tell you what to ballpark it. It's It was like made for TV, straight to DVD. Did it go to the movie theater? It went to the movie theaters. It made $7.5 million dollars. Clearly, there was lack of competition going on in 20, 2008. I'm also like thinking, what was I doing 15 years ago? I was still in high school. I was in my final year of high school at this point. You obviously were in high school, but like, I don't like nothing about this is familiar. Nothing. I've never heard of this film. I don't even remember putting this film in the spreadsheet. 
That is how forgettable this film is. Yeah. And it's our one and only Christmas is, film. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, thank goodness we watched the Polar Express last year because I can watch that. I and I need I need to watch a Christmas movie this year. Is now what it feels like. Well, I was also thinking I can also throw in the sound of music. Like I normally watch the sound yeah, of music do, yeah. during Christmas time, so that one can always come back on. But yeah, the Polar Express is really the only exception because oh, we watched New Year's Baby. <laughs> okay, but which one was worth worse, New Year's Baby or this one? Oh goodness. They're different kinds of bad, but I honestly want to say that stop motion one was like cackling bad, whereas this one is just like, oh God, this again. I watched the New Year's Baby in one sitting. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you'd have to go back and listen to the podcast. This one I watched in like 10 minute chunks. Really? And then had to walk away. Oh. It was so hard to watch i'm very grateful for cross-stitching not gonna lie i i needed something and there was nothing that could keep me stimulated enough to sit so i'd watch 10 minutes and i and then i'd just walk away and watch or like not watch something else but just do something else i even was like you know what i'm gonna have a bath and then i'm confined to the bathtub and i can sit and watch and i think i may have watched yeah 10 minutes maximum and then I ended up just listening to music because that was more enjoyable than yeah it yeah and like you're very right about not to say that there was a lack of things happening (laughs) in this film like there was so many storylines but none of the storylines were I guess like emotionally connecting as a Christmas film like where you're just supposed to like cheer on and champion these people and there was no like surprises or shocks in the drama no that was going on either well that's why i was like it's very soap opera-esque because there's never a surprise i just like the only thing i wanted to know is what was going on with the 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 dad yes that's the only thing that was like please and it's not going to be revealed until the very end can we just get there so i know and then this whole storyline about the tree I kind of wanted that to stop. I really hated that tree storyline. I like as someone who really loves nature and you have a beautiful old tree on your block. And then they've hacked up the side of it, but they're just going to leave it. Well, here's the thing, though. From what I gathered, they never showed the hacked part of the tree because like it kept like the tree symbolizes the fact that like they're a family that has to stick together and it, nothing can break them. That the chainsaw broke because. Yeah, but they were going at it with a chainsaw. I know. I know. If it was real, it would have, you know, gone infected and fallen and whatnot. Yeah, I didn't like that part of the movie whatsoever. I was just like, can we not go at the tree? Like, I don't care if you wanted to give your wife a view. You should have just moved houses. <laughs> like, fa- found mm-hmm. a different house for sale in the same neighborhood. Because you probably didn't want to leave the neighborhood. And then uh, one with uh, a house without a uh, tree in front of it. Yeah, the movie is an hour and 38 minutes long. The last 20 minutes are like the longest part of the film because you're so close to the finish line, but you're like, I still have 20 minutes to get there. I also was like pausing. I was like, oh, 15 more minutes. It was like, oh, 11 more minutes. And I was like, oh, but like part of it's the credits. And like at that point, it was like, I'm just going to stop like looking for it and yeah. actually like get to that point. Uh, So only one trailer for the DVD. It was called Pandorum. Is like a space movie, but also not. So I've never heard or seen of this movie either. And it's a crew of like men and women on a spaceship. From what I gather, they're married couples. And then the women, the wives go missing on the spaceship and they get taken over by uh, the creature and they get turned into the creatures and they're hunting the men on the spaceship. That is what I gathered. I've never heard of this. And 
I then thought, wow, this is a very creepy movie to be put on a Christmas movie, but here we are. And then I was actually expecting another trailer to pop Pop up, up. but there was no other trailer that popped up. There were special uh, features and stuff, but I didn't watch them. Okay. At that point, I was over it. Apparently, there's bloopers. Those might have been funny. They might have been. But, like, nothing like a family, a cast reunion. Does that mean, like, they filmed this in January of, like, 2008, and then they were like, oh, well, we need to do the features for the DVD, or, like, they were getting ready to release the DVD a year later after it went to the theaters? I don't know. I just don't know. I also, like, haven't done this in a while. I did this for a long came Polly, but I should have done this, actually, um, for this film. The cast being interviewed, like, on the interview circuit for um the release of this film to see if they were doing any like talks about it because normally i just like remember uh whatever whoever's coast kelly ripa's is currently but like they always show trailers or a, a snippet of the film that they were on the circuit yes, for. yes so that's kind of like what i should probably look into but i just didn't look into it i thought this was a tv made movie no or really straight not. to dvd you impressive if they made 7.5 million dollars on a dvd sales but yes i do wonder if anyone puts it on tv but okay so the release date that you saw of 2021 i believe that is whoever bought the rights to put it in on streaming platform okay because that's come up again on a different film and it was like this oh it had to be you the woman who's in new york and she falls in love with the other one and they're not Gang Mary. Yes, 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 yes. That one also had a weird release date, but it clearly was not. Well, that's why I asked, sent you the message, and I was like, uh, what did, why I said, why, or asked, why do we own this film? And I feel like I'm not watching the correct movie. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you didn't respond with like anything that was like, because I knew exactly yeah. what yeah. you meant. And I was like, she's watching the right movie. Yeah, like, so there's, there's yeah, no your, way. your response, I was like, okay, clearly I'm <laughs> I'm watching what I'm supposed to be watching. Yeah, because like if it was something about something specific that you maybe called out, I'd be like, okay, she's watching the wrong movie. But I, I distinctly told you Prime, so I knew yes, that yeah. there was no leading astray. And no other options came up when I searched for it. Okay, so... When it comes to the story, what I decided to do was pull out five characters in this film. There are about 10 characters in this film. I picked out the five main ones that had a really like driving plot. They didn't have too much intermingling with other people, but like some people do. I think like that's the best way I can describe this. It is centered and focused around a family whose last name, I don't know what it is. I didn't actually catch it. So it's just the family. Rodriguez. Oh, okay. I think because I didn't write down. I wrote down their first names. But uh, they're all coming home together for the first time in seems like a long time to have Christmas dinner. There's a lot of catching up to be done. And the main focus is pretty much like Jesse. We meet him at the beginning of the film. He's coming home after doing a tour in Iraq. He wants to go back, but realizes his family means a lot to him. So he ends up deciding to stay home and help with the family business. That is his main story plot sequence within the film. Don't you just love the welcome home sign? And did you think it was going to say Jesus? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I very much thought it was going to say which I was like, I mean, it's Christmas. It is Christmas, yeah. I think it was it was supposed to be like that. It was, yeah, it was Jesse. The next one is Roxana. Uh, she is, she lives in LA primarily. She, family assumes that she has made it big in Hollywood. She's waiting to hear back from her agent on this role that she's applying for. She ends up in the end turning down the part to stay home with the family. She's also kind of like, seeing this other guy but it's like non-committal but i don't really go into depth as to like what this guy is because he's not part of the family he's a friend of jesse okay so sarah is married to mauricio mauricio is a part of the family but sarah is really a driving character within this film 
Uh, she is basically pressured to have kids with Mauricio. Uh, and she's really into her career, but so is he. Like, it's not as though like he's pressuring her to have the kids. It's like the family being like, hey, when are the kids coming sort of thing. In the end, they decide to start a family because life is too short. That is what they learned. That's their lesson at the end of the film. Eddie, he is the dad to Jesse, Roxanne, and Mauricio. He is hiding an illness and he almost dies, but he, he's, he's fine in the end. That's his storyline. Anna, she is the mother and married to Eddie. When they're sitting down having dinner together before Christmas or whatever, she announces that she's going to divorce dad because he has been cheating on her mm -hmm. again. Uh, but then she decides that she's not going to divorce him because she finds out about Eddie's cancer that he has actually been hiding from the entire family. And she's like, no, we need to stick together and serve our family. And that is the movie. Like, that was the best way I could sur uh, surmise, summarize the film like <sighs> there was a lot but again it just was like not necessarily the most digestible way to kind of like go through everything it, it seemed as though like there are stories that really focus around specific characters and you're cutting in and out of like characters moments to see like how are they driving the plot from there my only fun fact that I grabbed from this film on IMDb, not even Wikipedia had anything, was Katie Holmes and Christina Aguilera were considered for roles in the film. Tonally, Katie Holmes would have been dull. I don't know. I But then here's the thing. I think Katie Holmes has a fun size. Fun, fun side, not fun size. <laughs> but she just plays very uptight people. You you can only picture her as a oh whoa what's her name not Joey oh I, it, well I it, it is Joey. Joey but like Joey is quite uptight but like even when she plays the girl in First Daughter she's very like uptight and she doesn't want to break the rules I literally can't figure out what other roles she's played other than First Daughter in my head there's been others there has been well. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I can only, I, she's just Joey. Yeah, that's all. But Christina Aguilera, I assumed was going to play Roxana. I assume. Possibly? No, you don't think so? Two. She would have played Sarah? I don't know who she would have played, actually. That's a good question. Or the best friend with the daughter that yeah. I haven't even mentioned. Oh, yeah. She's not really important. Yeah. Like she's she's there. She's driving plot. But like there's other people there that I haven't even mentioned because I don't know their names. Because, again, there are about well, 10 I, to 12 characters. I pulled up the list if you want. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, like I, I can't even I can name the people that I've called out. What one? Oh, her. I think she's a daughter. Is she a daughter or is she a friend? She's that's a friend. A, that's a friend. Oh, excuse me. That's a friend. Okay. Jaylene is looking at the cover of the DVD and trying to count how many people she's able to name out of the ones present on the cover. I got six out of nine. So that's one, two out of three. And seven point seven, six point six. What are the, are you, you're missing like the uncle, the friend, and there's an uncle? Isn't he the uncle? He's their uncle. Who is he? I thought he was a friend. Oh, I thought he was there. Well, okay. But you're not wrong because he's, I'm sorry to say, older looking. Even though, okay, I also can't believe like. I swear one of them called him uncle. So that's why I was like, okay. There was a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Okay, so funny how you like picked out the style of like what year it was then you were like kind of a bit confused I also like really picked up on that and I had a thought that like will 2000 style cars ever look good what's wrong with them like stylistically I look at them all I'm like what were we thinking oh I, I think they're cool do you because like 
They're like long and boxy. I don't think they're long. That's like 90s. Okay, but I'm thinking of the car that he was driving when he was trying to take down the tree. Oh, that that's not 2000s. Okay. That's older. Okay, well, th- I mean, like, that's what I'm picturing, I guess. We'll picture my car and the, what you used to have and what mom used to have, like, mid-2000s. I don't hate it. You don't hate it. No. You don't hate that aesthetic. No. I am just, like, I, I don't... In some ways, like, it can't compete to, like, when we watch films from the 60s and 70s. Yes. So that's why I'm just like, I look and I'm like, oh, there's that classic vehicle that I, I don't know. What, vehicles, what so. would you think if it was current? I hate some current designs anyways. Okay. So like that's that's what I'm worried about is like in this current time period, 20 years from now, when they do retrospective films about the 20s. Who knows what the fuck they're doing? <laughs> Will I look at these movies and be like, oh, what were we thinking? <laughs> I don't know. It's always cars. <laughs> like I catch and I'm like, ooh, because Mystic River is one because that one also was filmed 2000, 2001. And that was a timepiece that was about 2000, 2001. So those cars were current. And I also hated them. The technology, man. Love that so much. Them pulling out their flip phones. Great. And even him at the end having to pull out an address book to, like, it, the phone number wasn't saved in his phone. He had to open a, a little address book to type in the number into his phone. What a 2021 thing to do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> even in 20, 2008. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, he doesn't have this number saved in his phone. Okay. Uh, okay. And even the dad about getting a computer and the technology in the the shop, the shop, and saying that he was like, "Oh, I know how to use this." Yeah, good point. Because like two thousand and eight, we we have had phones. Most people have had phones for a while. Apps aren't a thing. iPhone might have just been released. BlackBerry is very much a thing. Flip I think phones are things. Two thousand. It might have been eight. I think it was I think it was 2008 because I remember him being in grade 12 at that point. We've got a live fact check going on. 2007. Yeah. Okay. June. So apps technically then were around because when was the first iPod Touch released? Because that's when the first apps were starting, and there wasn't much. No, there wasn't. Oh gosh, it's so tiny. The iPhone. The first iPhone? I have one. In Steve Jobs' hand, he's holding, there's a photo of him, and it looks so small. Oh, wow. Uh, iPod Touches got discontinued May 10th, 2022, 19 months ago. Um, September 2007. What? Was that then the same time as when they did iPhone? I guess. No one in this film had an iPhone? No. Yeah, January 9th. Okay, so they... They released them kind of in tandem. Okay, okay. Anyways, yeah, so technology was a little bit different. Blackberries, oh, I loved, I had a Blackberry. I loved having a great phone. Yeah, uh, sidekicks were big in the States. That was the competitor at the time that was kind of taking over. And then Razor flip phones. Yeah, there ra- people had Razor flip yeah. phones. That, that was like when you Huge. had a red one or a pink one, like you Huge. knew you had money. Okay, so besides it taking place during Christmas, what else made this a Christmas film? Don't say Christmas decorations. The family coming together and singing Christmas carols and they're being... It felt like being inside of a home during the holidays, I will say. Picked up that field, that field, that feel of it being chaotic with many different people inside a small space inside that home i don't know it got it captured that vibe of the holidays really well the final scene where it pans out they're all in the living room together and it's like pulling away into the kitchen not that you're gonna remember this because this was like a very visual thing and i think we i can't remember if like I've you you and I've had this discussion before. If it's Brayden and I who have had this discussion before, 
No, I think it's but you and I, we've had this. But it was a very homey home feel where they weren't afraid to decorate it in a very specific manner that made it home and it like showed off a whole bunch of like knickknacks. But like what I really liked about it is like it had natural wood, but it also had friggin' this beautiful like green looking wallpaper and Mm -hmm. they weren't afraid of pattern. And I just really appreciate it. Home these days are sterile. They're so sterile. It's so boring. And like, I like a good clean space and it's really nice, but I think there, I love a lived in space, but I think like there's also the missed balance between having something that's warm and cozy versus something that is so cold and sterile. Yep. But like (laughs) our parents' place is not cold and sterile, but it's not warm and cozy. It's weird in between. But I find it's a weird in-between because it's not, it's no one's style in there. It's a, it's a home that they had purchased that someone else had crafted to their imagination and some of the furniture there also belonged to them. And then it has some furniture from the old home. Like it's, there's nothing in there that's like, I oh yes, you picked that out. Yeah, but it's this as a whole, it's so mismatched. Well, but like miss ma- sometimes mish mish mismatch can be done really really well. And it's like got this eclectic feeling. But to me, it's this weird line between you're trying to make everything look cohesive but you can't quite. So you're kind of in the same styles, but then it's also like this like I guess in between is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a thought I have. Cause like, I like our house, but like right now it's a bit messy with a whole bunch of stuff everywhere. And for me personally, I don't like mess because I can't find everything. And it has to do with like repeat things where if your, I can't, your place is so clean. I, I would say at the moment it's not though. Okay. Yeah. Like for the most part, it is. Yes, you are correct. But like there's a lot of paperwork going on everywhere due to someone doing their studies. And so like it's the end of the semester. It kind of is. Well, what ex- it is. Exactly. So like there's it's totally out of my control, but it's not like something. And then like our equipment room has the printer on the floor and we both are hating it because it's on the floor and we're I will have to bring it back, but it's not gonna come back here. It's just gonna go into the end room. But yeah, like there's little things where I'm like, there's just like too much stuff. Okay, so this film centered a lot around tradition, it seemed like. Like that was a key component for this family. Were there any traditional things within this film that you liked that their family did and gave you kind of like that homey sense? Not homey sense, that's a terrible word, but cozy I really like the Christmas caroling. Did you? How like people showed up to the door and then you just kind of join along and then there's just this huge thing of people hanging out outside singing. I thought that'd be fun because there's everyone's participating. Mm-hmm. You hated it. I hate that. I hate live group singing. It's like people singing happy birthday. I really hate and I don't sing because I I just I can't do it. And then it being sung back to me. I don't like that either. I want no participation with singing outwardly and whatnot. Yeah, no, like it's nice, but it's not something that I ever would want to participate in. Okay. yeah, I like my quiet, solitary confinement hobbies. (laughs) Okay. what about you? Good question. I don't know if there was anything of this film that I was like, yeah, I really like it. I like that tradition. I guess like it's not that I liked it, nor do I want to participate in this, but like they are and they seem like they're a very, very close knit family. But that has like understood like there's a lot of distance between everyone's because like they're off doing their own things. But I liked that they were nosy with each other. I kind of like, I don't know. It's one of those weird things that I like from a distance, but I never, ever want in my life. 
<laughs> it's like you want the tea, but you don't want to participate in the tea. Or do you you don't want the tea to be about you? Well, that, but like I just I I don't want someone to be nosy with my life. Like, no, go away. Like if you're not in my immediate space, like you don't need to know. But if it was about someone else. Yeah, then I'm all for it. <laughs> it doesn't affect me. But I also know like there's a line where it's just like it's kind of like rude and disrespectful that you don't necessarily need to know. Like Sarah respecting Eddie's secret about the cancer was really genuine and sweet. But at the same time, it was like, Sarah, I get that you're trying to respect this man, but he's literally dying. And he could, he, the scary thing is like, this is what actually like makes me upset is that at any point he could kill someone else while driving. Yes. And so like he hasn't told anyone in his life that he has cancer and that he has like these specific medications that he has to take and he could be liable and at fault for accidentally killing someone. Yes. So that that part. You, you mean he almost did if Sarah hadn't been in the vehicle well, with him? Correct. Yes. Th- that part. Well, no, because he drives. He was driving oh, that's right. and he yeah, swerved yeah. and she grabs the wheel. That's right. Yes. Yeah. There was a there was a car, not chasing, but a car scene. Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite storyline and why? Ooh, that's a good one. And how many total do you think there were? <laughs> that's also a great follow up question. Uh, we can't. Could you name them all? <laughs> I can't name them all because I, I named five, but then there was like little ones between like Sarah and Mauricio, and then. I think there was a good like 12 to 15 storylines going on in here because we had the lady at the grocery store that was employed mm-hmm. by Eddie. Yeah. We also don't know who Eddie was cheating on. That's also a storyline that I wanted to know the end of. Like, who was he sleeping with? Was it someone at the grocery store? He wasn't. He wasn't cheating in the end? It was just the medication? It, it was the name of the doctor. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He was willing to get divorced because he was hiding his cancer from his wife? Yeah, he explained that. No, sir. Yeah, because he said he said maybe that would give her hope to uh, to like ha- find a life outside of him after he'd passed away. It's like how he explains it to her. Because she's like, you were letting me or you were, you were willing letting me like get upset and threaten to divorce you or like actually divorce you um and he's like well yeah I, I was hoping that it would like show you that there's more beyond just me if I don't survive or like when I pass on is how he explains that I missed that part of the movie I don't know what I was doing don't know where I was I was sitting on the couch I was watching and I did have headphones on but I don't know where I was and I that probably was in like the last 15 minutes of the film and at that point I was like really really checked out I should have actually just stopped and then picked up the last 15 minutes but then you know when you put like a pause on a project you're like it'll only be like 15 minutes and then you procrastinate I just didn't want to do that Okay, favorite storyline. <sighs> I think my issue is I didn't find any of the characters likable. I like Sarah. That that woman is trying so hard to fit into the family. Yes, you are correct. But they all, like, humans all have problems. I'm not passing judgment on that. Storyline. I'm trying to think of, like, whose was, like, the least predictable. They were all predictable. Here's the other issue I had with the film was the film couldn't figure out if it was trying to be a Christmas movie and be a little bit different or be like Hallmark and try to line up like seven different Hallmark films within the same film. I don't really know much about Hallmark films because I haven't seen any. Or oh, they're like, all happy endings. I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure they are. But like I couldn't really 
And like there's it, there's a problem that's not too big, but it's like the biggest problem in the world. And like not to say that some of these people didn't have like these people had some big problems, big problems. But at the same time, like, OK, <laughs> the guy that we haven't mentioned about like his brother dying and he was about to kill the other one in the alleyway was giving step up vibes like like just like cringy. I can't handle this. I'm a tough guy. Did you think he was going to kill him? No. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is rated like 16 plus. There's no way they're going to shoot. He's going to shoot this man. No. Yeah. I was just like, oh, so it's a Christmas movie. Like all of a sudden we're having this dark. In the last like like, 10 (laughs) minutes of the film, not even. And then he gets a phone call from Roxana and he's like, oh, I'm going to be a different man because I'm I want this girl like. Okay, see, that's Hallmark, but it's like a, a little bit got a twist on it. It's a little bit dark and edgy. Jesse. Mm-hmm. The one that came back from Iraq. And his storyline with... The other girl that yeah. we also haven't mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. You liked his storyline? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just that. I'm just letting you know there's that storyline too. Yes. Yeah, so like there's two storylines within his storyline because he's got the confliction of like whether or not he goes back to Iraq, but then the other about the girl that he basically left. Then she has a kid, but it's not his kid. <laughs> and she's really good friends with Roxana. Yes. I guess I'm going to have to go with Sarah's storyline because she's the most different but she's also the most stereotypical businesswoman and she's also different from the rest of the family because she wants what she wants and it doesn't like fit in the box of like what the family's used to and i kind of like that without being like super controversial yeah i found that one the most entertaining to sit through you are right like she has a very good heart and she's only trying to do her best and like support everyone. And maybe people don't see it the way that she's trying to do it because she's been raised differently to mm-hmm. show her support. Whereas like they I think she like talks a big talk and like she shows up is what it is. And they're not used to that. They're probably used to people talking their talk, but not showing up when it's like most needed. Yeah. No, I liked her storyline. My favorite scene out of all the many different ones that we got was when all the siblings are upstairs in the attic. Yes. That I was like, this is like so nice. And like after everything that broke down or it came out during the, the it wasn't Christmas dinner, but the first dinner when they're all together at the house and everything's falling apart. Dad's cheating on mom and mom wants a divorce. And um, there's like other drama that came out. I can't off the top. I can't remember, but that was the big one. And then all the siblings just end up upstairs in the attic and they're just having a good time laughing like it's old times like it's old times and it kind of just goes to show that at one point they were really close with each other yeah you are correct on that that was a really great scene I actually really wish that they showed they did it again when other things was like happening and they'd be like well they had the pillow fight scene yeah that's true and they yeah (laughs) yeah what is one thing about Christmas that you like well um so i was talking about this not this but just talking about christmas um last week with a friend because we were making ginger cookies and listening to christmas music and we were gonna watch a christmas movie but we didn't get to that point anyways and all i could like listen to christmas music and i i just i asked her i was like at what part or at what point do you lose the joy of Christmas and why? So I'm actually going to ask you that first before I answer your question. Or do you still think you have the joy of Christmas? <laughs> I think it's like a two-sided thing for me. I think I got overstimulated with Christmas growing up as a kid that there are certain aspects of it that I don't enjoy because A, the commercialization and the consumerism point of it. I also despise Christmas music because of working retail for the like 15 years or however long it was, like through the grocery store, through Dairy Queen, and then my retail location. Like that would have been 12 to 13 years of two months of 
Christmas music that really does kill the joy of it. But I think there's like little things now that I'm starting to like realize that I get joy from Christmas without having to spend money or have to um kind of partake uh partake in like the capitalism side of Christmas and enjoy that and not be so overstimulated. So I asked her that question because I, I couldn't name a single thing that brought me joy about Christmas. Nothing like nothing about it sparks any I just kind of want it to be done and over with to blink and it be gone. Yes. Um for a lot of people, like they love the anticipation of it. And I always looked at it as like, it's literally just another day. Like yes, but like Christmas music doesn't do anything. Christmas lights don't doesn't do anything. Um, not really seeing any family. Like nothing about it sparks any joy. So it's really actually, which is like Sorry, not to shit on Christmas, <laughs> but it's so different and so magical when you're a kid. But then, like, why do you think that's been lost for you? I don't know, but it's gone. I'm not hearing the bells ringing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a reference to last year. <laughs> Good one. No bells are ringing. Um, yeah, it makes me sad, so I don't have an answer to your question about what what's one thing that so I there's I nothing about Christmas that you necessarily look forward to really yeah and like I watch the kiddos make crafts at school and I'm like Meh. like not nothing in me feels good about it don't know what happened <laughs> someone can pick you, my brain you, on you it died but like <laughs> somewhere along the way I have when it comes to Christmas yeah and I would love to change that. <laughs> What's your favorite part of Christmas? Um, it is the lights, but it's not for the reason that one would think it is. It genuinely has to do with the fact that when I'm running outside, it's not so dark out. We live in such a dark climate that I feel so much safer. The presence of just extra light is really, really wonderful. And like, it doesn't have to be like this cute little scene. Like it also like adds like interest because I'm just like, okay, like I have something else to look to and like not be so dark. That's the one thing. And then I get sad in January because it's all depressing and like no one's kept their lights on. Some people do. For like two weeks. <laughs> we still have like January, February, March. But once we get past December 21st. I know. <laughs> Summer the, is coming. The days, Summer is coming. <laughs> the days slowly get a little longer and I uh, look forward to that day. Or the day after. <laughs> the day after when we gain one more minute or like 30 seconds. It's something. We're it like something. only 10 days away from getting to the shortest day and then 20 days from now we'll be exactly where we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I have a, a timer on my watch that tells me when the sun sets and I'm looking forward to when I have to not make the time earlier i can make the time later, later. yeah oh, it's gonna bring so much joy <laughs> i was okay so we had our like daylight savings conversation not too long ago but like i then was thinking about like the sun wasn't rising until like 7 55 or like 8 55 like it was still dark and i was like i don't know can i handle the darkness at 9 55 like now I'm like, do I actually want the daylight or do I need it in the morning? I can't, I don't know. I know this isn't my decision to make for the world, <laughs> and I, I still need to be thinking about all it. the pressures on you. You have to uh, honestly. I'd much prefer the light in the evening. I would too, but because I, the, just... I write off the mornings. I'm not a morning person whatsoever. Apparently, I've never been a morning person. Dad said to me, he's like, 
You've no. Always, you've always been so grumpy in the mornings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> He's like, just don't talk. Just don't. Just, you just you don't, don't, talk. don't talk to you and you're fine. I'm like, okay, cool. I hate mornings. So I'd much like, so they kind of just like exist in my mind. I'm not very present. So I'll take the darkness. I, I just was thinking that yesterday as I was sitting at my home in the office doing work and I was like it's still dark out I don't know if I would want it to be another hour of this dark darkness but then I was thinking it was so I took the time to go for a run at like 405 and by the time I came back like 25 minutes later it was still just a smidgen light like just a smidgen enough yeah and I was like actually this would have been great to have this hour now because then I would have been like maybe gone for a little bit longer I I would have to like make sure I was done work like right away and then go exactly to where I want to go and run and run if I wanted to it to be light outside and that's a lot of like being on top of things to make that work and also assuming that I get off of work on time to make that but if there was an additional hour no problem I could actually have a snack get myself ready and then go so I, I would love the additional hour at the end of the day, especially because today we saw blue sky. Yeah. Oh, we and did. it's so hard to sit inside and see blue sky and not be able to go outside in it. It's, it's like I'm, I feel trapped in here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can see you and I'm not going to see you for long. It's going to be gray. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't imagine being further north than this. Like even just like Whistler. You're slightly more north. Your days are actually shorter. Shorter, yeah. And that's like mind boggling to me because like it's only about two and a half hours away, but it's still north enough that you probably have 10 minutes less. Mm-hmm. It's still a far, like far enough distance that you're probably getting 10 minutes on both sides. So 20 minutes a day, less daylight, mm-hmm. which is insane. Okay, what? Let's do Let's do our rating. Ours, your story score. I gave it a two because there's so much going on but not enough to keep me mentally stimulated. Fair enough. I gave it a 2.5, two and a half points off for the fact that this could have happened at any time of the year. This could have been an Easter yeah. movie. It could have been 4th of July movie. It could have been The only thing Labor was Day. that it's like it took over a period of days, which made it fit with Christmas, but other than that, it could have been. It could have been Thanksgiving. It could have definitely have been Thanksgiving. And it would have been totally like yeah. there nothing. It could have not been Valentine's Day because that's not a holiday and none of them would have gone together. But Easter, Easter would have been worse. Or someone's birthday. Yes. Like, a mile, like their 70th birthday or whatever it would have been. Wedding anniversary. And she's like, I'm getting divorced. And then he, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So 3.5 now because yeah. I fixed it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, your music. Uh, I gave it a 1.5. I couldn't tell you anything about the music, but I got Christmas carols. Yes. Uh, 2.5, I also can't remember what it was, so I just went kind of like in the middle because I was like, ah, I don't remember any of it at all. There must have been a Christmas song in it at like the grocery store. I honestly don't remember. I know. There was dancing. There was singing. Oh, that's right. Wow. We both blacked out. Yeah. Visuals. Give it a 2.5. I, I liked how crowded, squishy feeling the house felt with yeah. having all the people. Like you really felt like you were in someone's house. Tiny little basement house. Not basement, just in someone's yeah. house during the holidays if you have a large family. Yeah. Uh, I also gave it a 2.5. Uh, nothing spectacular, but at the same time, like there was obviously some things that happened. Uh, lots of locations used for this film, yes. actually. So they did like the house, they did the front yard, they did an alleyway, they did a park, they did the airport, they did the grocery store, the whatever the store that yeah. they worked at. They went to the bar. Yeah. They, they, many different locations for this. Yeah. So quite actually impressive for how small possibly of a budget this film was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say. Uh, what is your overall? Four out of ten. Okay, I am five out of ten. IMDb has it at six point one out of ten. I have no idea why. We are not Christmas haters by any means. Like we're not out to get Christmas movies. No, 
I like sitting down and watching a Christmas movie. But this literally could have been any holiday. I guess it's like nothing like the holidays. Hey, like it, no, literally, it literally is nothing like the holidays. Nothing like nothing <laughs> like him whatsoever. You just put a Christmas tree and some Christmas carol Christmas carols in and called it a holiday movie. Okay. Do we keep this riveting Christmas movie that we clearly can't wait to watch again? No, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. I do want to make mom watch it. Yeah, I'd love for her to sit down and watch this. <laughs> Which is like, I have too many Christmas movies on the go. Well, you bought this one, so you should sit down and watch this one before we get rid of it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just time to say adios to it because, uh, oh, its tagline is a treat to watch. It really wasn't a treat. They're just a typical family, minus the typical. I'd say they're pretty typical. I'd say they're pretty typical. Yeah. Like, everyone's got something going on in their family somewhere. But, like, they have the picture perfect son of the one that went to Iraq war. They have the one that's in business. And then they have the Hollywood wannabe. Like, she could have been a socialite YouTuber or TikTok star if it was, like, made today. Wow. That's really where they would have put her character? They probably would have. Yeah. And, yeah. See, like, they are a typical... No, it was... Atomic family. Nothing about it was atypical, in my opinion. No. Anyways. Okay, so next week's movie, we already know. I've already started halfway watching it because when we picked it, this was a while ago, and then we threw in uh, the Christmas one in the middle. Uh, This one is quite the watch. (laughs) Uh, It's Spoilers. (laughs) It's turning into a suffer fest, but (laughs) it's quite harsh the way I'm describing this. Uh, But I haven't seen it in a while, and uh, it's old, like really, really old, and probably just as old as some Alfred Hitchcock's films, except we're not watching Alfred Hitchcock. We are watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1937. Woo! We have not seen it since... The VHS days. Yeah, since being a a child, a kid. The DVD is wrapped. I know that because I grabbed it last week. So, Are you watching off the DVD or from Disney? I'm watching it off of Disney at the moment, but I will unwrap it and uh, play with the DVD and see if there's anything. Because it is Disney, which means that, yes, there will be trailers. They will advertise Blu-ray. You know they will. They're going to have to advertise Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. And... They're going to have special features. I might check out some of them. They might be worth watching. But the other thing is, it's an old enough film that I'm sure everything is on IMDb to read. So I have to wait and see. We are going to end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to follow us along, hit the follow or subscribe button. If you'd like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Have a good Christmas or whatever else you celebrate. Bye. Happy holidays.